it certainly helps if I put on my microphone, doesn't it? That is so funny. Sorry about that. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, I have actually turned off the responses, so I hope everyone's okay with that. But so, did you want to say something, Steve? Not cool. Sorry, I'm good. Go ahead. Okay, great. Sorry about that. Uh, I, ha I actually had turned off the responses because in a minute I'm going to be doing activities where I want people to <coughs> be able to put their responses up without being feeling that everybody knows what they're talking about. That, yeah, that's not a Jaguar. That's, uh, that's the person who takes a photo. So thanks everyone for joining us. I. Uh, for those that are, have joined us, we're talking about wikis and we're going to be talking about wikis for the next uh, three sessions, which covers six weeks. Gee, I'm really good with uh, those numbers today. So you can see I'm just waking up for the day, which is why I'm not quite with it yet, but let's get underway. So just a little bit of background about myself. I, know I can see lots of familiar faces in the crowd, but I notice that not everybody is familiar with me. So for those that aren't aware, uh, what time is it in Perth? It's um, 8 o'clock in the morning, but I have been up for quite a while. So uh, I do take a while to get going in the morning. So for those that uh, aren't aware of who I am, I am an aquaculture lecturer. But more importantly, I'm EduBlog's community facilitator. So for those that aren't aware of who is um, EduBlogs, EduBlogs is a blogging platform. And my role with the EduBlogs is to help and support educators in the use of technology, whatever that technology be. And I blog over on the EduBlogger. For those that don't read the blog, you might want to pop over and have a bit of a read. But instead of talking about myself and where I am, what I'd like you to do is first start off by telling me where you are. So I want you, for those that are new to using Illuminate, there's a pointer and my, my pointer is right next to it which got a little like one look to it and I just want you to grab that if you can and put a dot where you're located. So I'm going to put a dot where I'm located. And um, I might have just put myself in the ocean. <laughs> and I believe that's where I'm located. But if you can't put the dot where you're located, please in the chat area, can you type where you're from? And um, if you'd like to try out the chat area for all those people that are new, how about you type in what, you, what your position is? So let me type in that I'm edgy blogs, community, whatever, because I always spell it wrong. Well, we'll spell it wrong today. So please tell us a little bit about yourselves and where you're from. And it's good to see people from all around the place joining us. Excellent. Are we all ready to change to the next window yet? Put a smiley face if you're ready for me, if you put your dot on. Great, we've got the smiley face. It's good to see the uh, everything lighting up. I think we need to get even bigger audience. So if you can all, all of those people that are, are using Twitter, if you can Twitter out and tell everyone to join us, that would be even better. Now, yeah, I was going to go with that. Now, 
This is an introductory series. It is targeted for people that are, are starting out because what, what we've noticed is there's a lot of people that there's sort of this gap between giving enough information to people that don't have a background. So what we're trying to do with this series is is give enough of a background so that new people can starting out have got that foundation to, to get started, but hopefully we'll also be giving some takeaways to the more experienced people. So being an introduction to it and, and starting out with wikis, I really felt that we needed to talk about how the internet has changed and, and talk about terms like web one and web two because those are terms that we that are used to using those terms all the time use all the time. However, they're also terms that can be quite off-putting if you've never heard them before. And the thing with this slide I want you to focus on is how much the internet has changed from 1990 to 2009. And it, I know I haven't put a picture of a computer there, and there's a very valid reason why I haven't put a computer, a picture of a computer there. I'm trying to highlight the fact that. The, our latest phones have more computing power than our computers right back here at, in the early days. So our technology has changed massively with the development of technology. And that development of technology has meant that how we use the internet has changed considerably. And we've moved from talking about the web in terms of web 1.0 to, to web 2. And so now I want to open it up and instead of me defining it, because I'm not sure whether people do or don't know the definition of what is web 1 as opposed to web 2, I thought I might call on some of the more experienced people to hopefully talk because those that are familiar with me that will know that I'm more about trying to encourage conversation than, than me sort of running it all, which is why we called it being facilitated by me as opposed to being presented. So what I want you to do is if you feel like you can define what is Web 1 or Web 2, can you put your hand up that you're willing to pick up the mic? Those that, that aren't willing to pick up the mic but would like to put their ideas on the board, if you can grab the text tool, the A on the left hand side, what I want you to do is write on the board. So write here on the board some concepts of what is Web 1 and write here on the board what is Web 2 about. Uh, no whiteboard tools, sorry. There you go. There you go. So let me show that again. I should have got the whiteboard tools up now. So if you can grab the A that's on the left hand side ideally, not the right hand side. And can somebody please grab the mic so I don't have to talk? Great. Carol, I'm giving you the mic. Thanks, Sue. I thought I'd better put my hand up because otherwise you'd probably pick on me. Um, I remember Web 1. It was when everything got sent to me and I had to go look on a website. But I couldn't do much with it other than absorb it. But Web 2, now that's a whole different uh, kettle of fish. That allows me to collaborate, it allows me to produce content, and uh, it's now the most important part of global communication. Thanks so much for that, Carol. Does anybody else want to add their spin into what they feel Web 1 and Web 2 is? Okay, I'm giving you the mic. 
So the person who put their hand up, I'm hoping you're going to grab the mic. So I'm going to let go. Did I grab the mic? Did I grab the mic? Yes, go for it now. Yes, go for it now. Okay, so it's what I understand her to say. Web 1 was more about being able to access and gather information, and Web 2 is more about being able to share information, uh, more social networking, and that type of thing. Yes, that, that's correct. Can I get you to turn off your mic for a second? Sorry about that. Sorry about um, that. Um, Okay, Steve, can I get you to turn the mic to one person speaks at a time because I'm so used to that? I'm so used to that. I will make that change. Thanks. I'm just used to running it that way. That stops that problem from happening. So yes, that's correct. Web one is is pretty much that when things were web one, it was really in the realm of people that were programmers. So people that knew HTML that could write websites. So back in the really early 90s, uh, back, back here, you had to know programming language. You, you had to be able to write on the web. So people who had programming were writing on the web and then people like you and me were going to the internet and just reading that information from the internet. When Web2 web came about, suddenly we had tools that people that didn't know how to program could all of a sudden start taking off and, and writing on the web and we could interact. And I'm not sure whether I've just answered that question because I got sidetracked with the audio. Can I give the mic back to you so you can discuss it a bit more? Uh, pretty much said exactly what I was saying. But I didn't quite understand, uh, I, or I didn't think about the uh, programmer part of it. But yeah, definitely now more people, everyday people, are able, able to use the internet and do things with it when before we were just able to use it to get information. Yes, that, that is correct. Um, sorry about that. I had to just quickly take your mic off for you to get it off. Um, just a reminder for people, because I, I know everyone's a bit, bit unused to using the mic, how I do it. If you can click the mic to turn on and then click the mic to turn off, that helps. And if I can get Steve moving around everything on the board to make it a little bit less messy um, so that people can read. But that, that's the key. I'm try, I try to keep it simple with Web 1 as opposed to Web 2, but the key, one of the key features of Web 1 is that it was really in the realm of people that were programmers. <laughs> so now I'm laughing at tweets that Steve's being distracted. Um, it was really in the realm of people that were able to program. So the only people back in the really early days that could use the internet uh, and put information on the internet were people that could write in programming language or write in HTML. But then we got to a point where we started, uh, we had tools like blogs and wikis and, and all those sorts of tools that suddenly meant that people that weren't programmers, that were everyday people like you and me that, that know how to use 
just simple applications like Word are now able to write on the web because the tools that they give us allow us to be able to write on the web. So, so we've now got this whole new breed of people like myself and um, for want of a better word, I, I'm, I'm not really a great fan of the term social media, but people like myself can now get onto the internet as can anybody and write anywhere and publish their own content and interact and we don't have to be programmers and we can be really proud of that. Now if anybody wants to keep a copy of this whiteboard, you can go up and go file, save as at the top and you can save what you're seeing on that screen. Because normally I'd go through and talk about, about all the features on there, but I, I suggest that you, if you can go up the top and go File, Save As, and you can save it as a PDF, and that way we're going to be able to publish it to the, the blog and talk about all the different points that's been discussed here because it's so hard to go through all of it here. But it has changed, you know, just keep focusing on the fact that Back in the beginning of the 90s, we couldn't connect with each other. We didn't have the computing power to connect with each other. We didn't have the tools to connect with each other. Most of us weren't on the internet. Now we're in a situation we've got tools. It's changing how we can interact. It's changing how we can do things. Even our, our, our simplest of phones now can do more than we could have done back then. And, and what this has meant is it now means that where once upon a time we couldn't easily collaborate, connect, uh, communicate, create and share with people across large areas, we're now in a situation where we can. And this means that we're now opening up a really powerful way of creating knowledge and interacting with people far greater than we ever could before. So. With that is new skills that we can be incorporating with our students that will eventually give them skills that will help them with their work life. So, but before I go too far, it's really, really important to me to just check where everyone is at so that I can target these beginner series to where everyone is at. So what I'm going to do, and this is why I have hidden the, the responses, is I'm going to get you to click the tick or the cross in each question just slowly so that I can get a, um, a feel for where everyone's at and then I'm going to get Steve to write the responses on the whiteboard. So I want you for the first question, if you use a blog yourself, yeah you again you're going to have to write it once everyone's put in the answers. If you've got your own blog or you use them with students, can you press the tick? If you don't have your own blog and you don't use it with students, can you press the cross? And um, there's chocolate involved, so the, as fast as you can do. Um, I, I wanted to keep the ticks and crosses um, closed off, but you know, maybe there's a, a tick. We haven't finished yet, Steve. Can we keep going? There's chocolate involved. The faster you can go, the better. Look, I'm open. Does people, you know, um, Steve, I'll drop the mic for a second. What do you want? Do you want the 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 uh, yeah, chocolate? But if you put your responses up quickly, I'll make sure that you get a chocolate. Uh, Steve, what do you think? Do you want the responses visible or not visible? So uh, what I was going to do is to publish them and then and actually put them uh, put the numbers into the grid. Is that what you'd like? 
Um, yeah, that's right. But some of the people are asking that they want to see who's saying yes or no, and so I'm just keeping that that uh, off the case, and I'm taking their whiteboard privileges off them because they're writing on the whiteboard, and I don't want them doing that. That's okay. So the question, is, and we have to be really fast, is uh, okay. Let me put the tool. Let, I'll end all the discussion and I'll show it on the board so that will make it easier for people to know if they've voted or not. So if you go up the top in the whiteboard, uh, underneath help, there's a tick and a cross. So if you can press the tick or the cross quickly and vote whether yes or don't. Now Steve, can you just quickly publish those results and then write them onto the board for blogs? just so we get a feel for where everyone's at. Okay, write those numbers down and then put them onto the board. Okay, now I'm just uh, removing those ticks and we're starting to vote again. If you use, so this is the next question, once again ticks and crosses. If you use a wiki with your students or for your own personal use, can you tick, uh, click the yes one up the top? If you don't use a wiki or a blog, uh, sorry, a wiki for personal use or students' use, can you do a cross? Now remember, this we're competing for the right of which chocolate is the best chocolate, so you have to be really fast here. Quick, quick, quick. Now, Steve, have you written numbers on the board? Doesn't look like it. How about I write them for you? So I tried to write them, but they were black on black. So I was trying to put in a white box there so I could write them in with the uh they were visible. Um, you just needed to change the text to the white. <laughs> I'm so evil. Um, okay, if you can uh, just uh, quickly yes or no and publish those results again, Steve, and this time you can put it on the whiteboard. <laughs> I should have warned you what I was going to get up to today. Steve, can you write the next lot on the board for us so we've got a feel for it? And um, I'm going to clear those again and just really quickly, I know it does take a bit of time in the first session but it gives us a better feel for future sessions. Can you click the tick, and I'm going to give you the mic in a second, can you click a tick if you use Twitter or Plurk or anything similar and a cross if you don't? And Steve, did you want to use the mic quickly? Yes, so Sue, would you tell me how to do white text? As I thought I did, I did the A for the text on the screen. I put the box in. Oh, someone else is doing it for me. <laughs> it's probably you. But I couldn't figure out how to do the white text. <laughs> That's okay, Steve. Um, I'm doing it for you, and it's okay. I will, I will give you a lesson on using a limnate. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. Um, so, how, how are we going? Have we got most of the responses in? Remember, there's chocolate involved. Steve, can I quickly get you to publish those results and I'll put them up again.
and he is mucking. Can you notice this? That he's mucking up our whiteboard at the same time. He's doing a good job. So um, let's have a look. We've got. Uh, I think next time, Carol, we'll have to get you on the whiteboard helping me here. <laughs> I'm scaring everyone. Um, I won't move on to social bookmarking. That's giving me a feel of where everyone's at. So we have got a, a nice range of mixtures here of, of different people. And, I, and just so that, um, just remember that when, when we're doing these sessions, that, that we need to remember the differing levels of people. So let's keep moving on, and I, I won't laugh again, I promise. So um, this is for those that haven't seen a wiki before. This is uh, an example of uh, one of my wikis, and it's um, suewaters.wikispaces.com. And the reason why we went with a wiki for the first session was that I've, I found with a lot of the PD sessions that are professional development sessions that I run, is often you'll show educators a wiki, and they really engage with the idea of using a wiki really. Straight, um, quickly, straight away, and the reason why is it's more what they're used to. So they're more used to the whole idea. Thanks, Joe. They're more more used to that whole idea of the original Web One concept, where you put information up there and people read it. So I'll, often they'll see a wiki and they they can immediately see the benefit of using a wiki because you can easily put your information up there, and it, it's an easier concept. So that's why we've gone with wikis for this session. So if you're wondering about where the term wiki came from, and I know some of you may or may not know that, can I drop the mic and see if anybody knows where the original term for wiki came from? Hawaiian? OK, so let me just grab the, uh, hand the mic over to the, um, Karen. Do you want to quickly grab the mic and explain that? It means quick, and it comes from Hawaii. Yes, that's correct, and um, that is my picture of a really quick car, just to remind you of of, of the fact that it's all about quick. The first guy who who created the wiki text that is what wikis run off. Uh, was in Hawaii and he went to catch a bus and, and the guy said, you need to catch a wiki wiki bus and wiki means really fast. And so the first wiki that was ever created was the wiki wiki web, um, but that didn't take off and that was back in 94, 95. Uh, yes, and I'm going to talk about Wikipedia right now. So that's how it all came about. Um, so the idea wiki wiki wasn't a great name, but the idea wiki works really, really well. And for those that are asking about what it has to do with Wikipedia, well, anybody that ever talks about what is a wiki always talks about Wikipedia because it's the best example of a Wikipedia uh, wiki in action. Wikipedia is run off using a, uh, a wiki software, and it uses MediaWiki. So let me just put us on to application sharing. Now please, while I'm doing this, please feel free to argue in the uh, chat area about the pros and cons of, using, of your students using Wikipedia, because I know it's a very emotional subject with educators as to uh, their feelings towards whether their students should be using Wikipedia. 
So can you click on the smiley face if you can see Wikipedia up there? I need a smiley face if it's loaded. And don't tell me that I'm sounding like a chipmunk. So would somebody like to pick up the mic and um, tell me their opinions of for's or against against Wikipedia before I start talking about the whole concept of wikis? So somebody like to put up their hand to grab the mic? I can promise chocolates if you grab the mic from me. Okay, go for it. Um, that sound didn't come through properly. Did somebody else want to grab a the mic and talk about Wikipedia quickly? One, one has to make sure that the information is accurate. I'm finding that it's getting better, but since anybody can go in and change at any time, you never know whether or not it's true. And so I always encourage people then to check it out with other sources. That's true, but I have also found that our students who are digital natives have added some interesting content. At times, Mozart has done some interesting things that actually didn't happen in his real life, but they get changed back. They have a little bit of fun with it. And, and for those that are new to this whole, all this concept of wikis, that the whole point of uh, Wikipedia is like any wiki um, in a sense that anybody can collaborate with it and put their information online. So that's why uh, you know, some people are against the whole concept of wiki because um, anybody can be writing the information up there. Does anybody else want to put in their opinions about Wikipedia? Um, I'll jump in. Um, I think Wikipedia is a really powerful concept and a great example of a wiki as well because you've got so many um, informal six of people who are so passionate about particular pages and academics that actually strive to make their pages really high quality. And even though anyone can edit it, there's also a range of people that actually moderate a lot of the content and ban or block people to make sure that that information is relatively good. And in fact, it's um, just as great as um, your normal uh, encyclopedias that you get off the shelf. In fact, more powerful because it's quicker and better. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And the whole concept of, of, of Wikipedia, which is exactly the concept that wikis run on, is, is that the, the wisdom of the crowd is always editing it and improving it. And they've done lots and lots of studies where they compare the two, the, the encyclopedias versus Wikipedia. And Wikipedia always comes up really really well. Um, and the difference between a normal encyclopedia and Wikipedia is it's always getting the information edited and improved. And, and for those that have ever tried adding um, their own information to Wikipedia, it's really hard to get it approved and allowed to stay there. I don't, I've never ever edited a Wikipedia. You can go in and edit an article and add to that article. I, I always feel funny about that because I, I feel like it's an encyclopedia and I, I shouldn't be touching it. Can somebody, um, has anybody in the, the, the room 
ever edited Wikipedia? I'd love to see if anyone... I'm going to put the mic back and somebody can talk about that. Okay, just remember, as soon as you see me drop the mic, if you want to grab it, just click on the audio button and grab it. So um, I'm just going to put the hand down for a second. So there are some educators that are using Wikipedia. If they, if they want to demonstrate to their students, instead of saying, okay, Wikipedia's articles are unreliable, I, and, and, I, and I can hear what people are saying about that, I think the key is we need to be teaching our, our students that any information that we come across is really important to always check your source. And so some educators, what they're doing is they're taking a Wikipedia from the different angle and what they're saying is, okay, let's be using it for, for schoolwork and writing assignments. So Wikipedia, and I've just turned to the page, has a whole page dedicated to all these different universities and schools around the world that are doing projects on Wikipedia trying to uh, yes, I've just put the article up there and I'll put the link in here for you. So you can go there and, and, it, and it's, it's all about whether you want to get engaged with using Wikipedia. So if you want to get your students involved with using a wiki and you want them to do a collaborative type in project where they're trying to get information approved, there are university lecturers and school teachers that are running these projects and Wikipedia has a whole page on how you go about doing it. I personally probably wouldn't start off with um, wikis this way. I'd probably, if I was going to be using wikis with my students, I'd probably teach them how to use a, a wiki first and be working on my own wiki. But it's definitely a, a great way to go and extend it. So I have put the link in there so you can check it out. And I'm going to take us off application sharing, we hope. So check out that because it is a great example of Wikipedia's and if anybody, uh, wikis and if anybody ever talks about wikis, they always include that in the introduction. But what I want to do is now talk about some of the different types of wiki software you can use because there's so many different types of wiki software available. And the key, you'll notice I've got two cards, and that's not indicating that one in, that wiki is better than another. It's, it's just trying to get you to build that mental picture of the facts that, that wikis, uh, wiki software is just, just the same as blogging software and all the other types of software, is they each have their own different functionality and different features. So in terms of the common ones that educators use, Wikispaces, WetPaints, PBWorks, which used to be PBWiki, and MediaWiki are common wiki software that people use. They each work slightly differently. They all work on using Wikitext, which is different sort of language from um, what no, and I'll explain that in a second, good question. Um, they all work this are slightly different. They all have slightly different functionality, but they're all based on um, the whole concept of, of using wiki text. So in terms of what's the difference, so this is only four of the ones that you can, can use, but these are the four 
most common one that the educators use. So uh, Wikispaces, WetPaints and PBWorks are all hosted options. So you have a company that, that hosts it for you and you just sign up for a free account and can use it. You don't have to download anything. All you have to do is sign up for an account. You don't have to pay if you don't want to, but what you get for the free version is slightly different, different from the um, version where you pay for it. For those that are asking why has PBWorks changed, uh, PBWikis changed its name to PBWorks, um, that's because its original name PBWiki came from the term peanut butter. So it was all about the fact that it was as simple as peanut butter. Um, but they've changed it to works because they're trying to show that it's a powerful tool and application. MediaWiki is the one that you download and you host on your own server. So some organisations will download that and have that on, on their own servers and set them up in their institutions. I have seen a situ scenarios where organisations have used um, MediaWiki in their organisations but have also used, had Wikispaces because they find that Wikispaces, the educators just feel a bit more comfortable using Wikispaces. But just remember, they've all got different features and all different functionalities. Our series is going to focus on Wikispaces only from the point of view of the fact that that um, if I sh went through and showed you all the features of all of them, it would just confuse matters. So. What I'm saying to you is for these three types, I strongly recommend that you have a look at, if, if you're wanting to work out which wiki is for you, go to the help information and I'm just putting it all up there and there's some examples and there's different reasons why you'd use each. So have a good look around. Each of them has sections for educators. You know, Dean, it really gets back to personal preference. You know. I, I use Wikispaces, that's what I'm used to and I use it for uh, my own reasons. Carol McCulloch that's in the section, session loves wet paints, there's quite a few wet paint people here and wet paint gives you other other features, there's other features of PB Works. Um, look, I think they're all great and I'm going to drop the mic and let the passion, put up your hand if you'd like to, to be passionate about the wiki, your wiki and talk about your wiki really quickly. Does anybody want to vote for their wet paints or their PB works? Anybody? I'm giving you the chance to get the mic. There might be chocolate involved. Yeah, I, I know what you're asking. So nobody wants to talk about the other wikis? Or no? Chocolate? Come on, chocolate's tempting. Anybody want to talk about wet paints or PB works really quickly as to why you use those two? Oh, okay, go for it. Yeah, we need to give you a rest every now and then. I don't think um, we've got it yet. <laughs> All right, I'll talk about wet paint. Uh, it is my favourite. It's got a re really great interface and it comes with a set of templates that really make the creation of pages so simple. I use it for those that I mentor and I allow them to create a page or more within that wiki to use as their blog for reflecting on what they've learned during the year. One problem though that I've found for teachers in high schools and primary schools in Victoria is that their network administrators 
having their wisdom, turned off access to wet paint. They think it's dangerous. So I can't um, do anything about that. So I often have to have a wiki space as well for those clients. But my favourite is wet paint. Okay, Mary Allen, would you like to talk about your favourite wiki very quickly? Um, I did a wiki because I was presenting at a conference recently on blogging. I have a classroom blog with EduBlog. Sue, you've helped me so much. And uh, so I made up a wiki to explain or to share my how to blog, how to set up a blog. And instead of having um, handouts, I just gave out people uh, my address to my wiki space. So it was uh, quite cool. Thanks for sharing that. And that's what I, I do myself. And um, I'm glad that all the help that I'm doing um, is helping you with your blog because it's coming along really well. So I do exactly the same. That's how I use my wikis in that uh, I use them for resource sharing. So they work really well. Um, I do have a blog post on my blog that I will bring everyone's attention to so that um, you can go past the blog and, and talk about why my post and talk about why you prefer one site over another so that people that are new to using wikis can hear a balanced uh, reason as to why you choose one over another. Um, I'm just going to drop the audio quickly so you can talk. So grab it as soon as I drop it. Hi, I'm not sure if you can hear me, but this is Judy B. And I use the PB Wiki, and I like it a lot. The reason why is that I'm doing a project between what we call our feeder schools. And so we have two, 10 students from each of the different uh, junior highs um, communicating with the high school about their favorite books and reads. We had to go with PB, um, with PB Works, I guess it's called now, because the uh, principals of the junior highs did not want their students um, accessing through email. And we were able to use usernames and passwords and bypass the email that wet paint required. Uh, love the wet paint uh, graphics and everything, but the PB Works was working out great. Thanks for sharing that with us. That's excellent. And you know, it's really hard with um, new people starting out to, to work out because there's so much choice and it's so overwhelming. So what I, as I said, what I'm going to do is stick just to Wikispaces, but encourage you to have a look at the options of different ones and ask more experienced people. So if you look at the features of 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 Wikispaces, and and the real key to it, as I said right at the beginning, is is wikis is about a quick website and what makes it quick is well once you've created your account you click on the edit button and once you click on the edit button suddenly you open up this visual editor so it, if you uh, for those that haven't used it basically you have the bold and the italics and the underline it, it all looks and feels very similar if you use word or um, what is it, pages in, gee, I'm showing my lack of Macness here. Um, it all looks fairly similar to what people are used to if they've used any word processing software. So it's really easy to be able to write text in there. You can upload images using the image icon. And we're going to be doing those all over the next few weeks so people can see how it's done. 
Um, you can add um, some videos to your site. You can you can do so much. There's lots of embedding, and we're going to go through and and you know talk about all of that over the next few weeks. But if you're a bit more of an experienced wiki user, and you know that you can come, um, you know how to use Wikitext. You can go to the next level and click on the text editor. And it will change it. And there you have lying underneath it is all the, the wiki text that a wiki runs off, which is quite different from if you're used to, I shouldn't be talking programming language here, but if you're used to using HTML, it looks a bit different. But if you know these different codes, sometimes you can do some clever stuff with it. But the whole idea is you don't need to. You can just have it running all the time in, in the editor mode and just write something sim simple to it. So for example, I can go into my wiki and I can just click on that button there so I was doing it too quickly. Can everyone now see it loaded? Can you click the smiley face so you can see I'm in edit mode now. So I can just quickly go in there and type this is a demonstration of how to write on a wiki. And I just now change that page and um, I can make it bold and I can add some colour to it if I wanted to. Oops, but I wouldn't want that colour, would I? Because you can't see it. And next week when I do it in more detail, I'll, I'll be slowing down how I'm doing it. And then I can click Save. And that is now then saved onto the, the site. So you can now see that, that I've saved the information onto that web page and it said this is a demo of, of how to write on a wiki and I've just changed my whole website and I'll have to go back in and change it. So I'm just going to drop that application sharing. So that is one of the features of a wiki. So that So that is one of the features of the wiki that you can click on the edit button and suddenly you can be creating content really quickly. Another feature is the discussion tab. So on Wikispaces you have a discussion tab and probably discussion tab is one of the, the least used parts of, of it. And for all those that are at the moment, I'm just showing you the technical aspects of how you use a wiki and then we're going to hopefully have a good bit of time to talk about how you might use a wiki for yourself and with your students. So I'm just highlighting that on a wiki spaces you have a discussion tab and a lot of the different wikis will have a, a, dis a discussion type tab. And probably this is a very underused feature of most wikis. And, and if you've got to use wikis where you're getting students to work together, and collaborate on writing content together, you need to teach them how to use this discussion feature well. So when you, you use that discussion tab, what happens is they can be writing uh, information. 
So for example, somebody here's come past my wiki and they've said great information and I've been talking back to them and other people have been saying things. So when you use it in a collaborative sense, when you've got students, say they, the students were writing an article about something, what you would first do is to get them to discuss it hopefully on, in their discussion tab and have conversation happening. Um, is it hard to get, I'm sorry, I'm just writing the chats while reading the chats. Uh, Steve and, and Kim and all the other experienced people in there, can you watch out for anything that's important that's happening in the chat? Because it's going past so quickly I can't keep up. So just remember that the discussion tab is really important. And finally, the, you know, all his, um, wikis have a history tab. They all work differently, but history is really important because it's really easy to overwrite people. It's really easy for someone to write, overwrite something, but it also is good that you can um, reverse and go back to things. So, for example, this is just showing you a comparison. You just click select and, so, and, and select the other one, and then the green will show you the inserted text, and the red will show you the deleted text. So I'm going to try and bring up my uh, site again. Can you click on the smiley face if you can see my application share? Great. So if I click on that history, I can, let's do an easy one, I can select my previous edit, oops, no I'll go to my last page. I'll select my previous edit there, I didn't want to do that did I, I was comparing it against the wrong one, let me go back, I'll go to the last page and try again, so what I was trying to do is show you the, my last edit and compare it to what I just did then, but I've got a feeling it's not going to show me that, maybe I didn't press save, or my date's wrong on my wiki. No, it hasn't shown me that, but you can see the, the principle that I'm showing you that it's going between the different ones. Um, you can, I, the, I'm just reading the, the thing about Word and wikis. Please, I'm going to take it off application sharing again. Um, Please, when you, uh, if anybody's using Word at all and going onto the web, you need to copy and paste from Word through a notepad um, because Word inserts a lot of messy coding and it's just safer always to get into the habit of doing that. So go through a notepad. And finally, the other important thing about uh, wikis is the fact that you can get notified of um, any changes to the site and I think I'll come back and cover this next week because we're running out of time with that but it's a really powerful feature but it's probably a bit more advanced so um, why wiki notification is really important but um, we'll come back to it. 
So now I want to open it up again and because certainly for the new people they will be going, okay, you've shown me all the technical aspects of using a wiki but you haven't given me any valid reasons why I'd use it with my students. So I want people to write on the whiteboard and I'm going to give the pens back. So if you can write on the whiteboards or if you can, who would like to get, pick up the mic and tell me why they either use wikis for themselves or for their own personal learning. So um, put your hand up if you'd like to talk on the microphone. Come on, people, tell me why you want to. There's no chocolate today. Okay, Durf, please. Sorry, Jess, you didn't have any sound. Who else would like to pick up the mic and talk about why they're using wikis? Um, especially if somebody's using a wiki with their students, I'd love to hear you talk about that. Okay, first one to grab the mic gets it. Hi, I'm a fourth grade teacher and I use wikis to um, science projects where the kids are collaborating together and they can um, use it almost like a service. Sorry about the baby. You can use it as like a syllabus. Um, I really like that I have the discussion tab today because I'm going to add that starting tomorrow so that they're not writing on paper and they're typing and reading, but they can all do it all through the wiki. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Sorry about the baby crying. Um, can anybody else pick up the mic and talk about why they use wikis? Can we put these in a list? It's hard to read everything that's up there. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go through and, and take that whiteboard and then um, put it onto a, a blog post or something similar to that because you're correct. Um, when we're dealing with 100 people, a whiteboard becomes really cluttered which is why I'm encouraging people to talk. So if somebody else could pick up the mic and talk about how, um, sorry, 98 people, if somebody else could pick up the mic and talk about how they're using wikis with students, that would be excellent. I use wikis for writing with my students. We um, created leveled text and we had the students respond, but we used it across the grade level. So students in all the classes were responding to each other at their level, so we got that um, communication involved and it was more than just the kids at their level in the classroom. They got to speak with the entire grade level. And I've used it with um, my grade four class where we were studying social studies and instead of giving them a text to take notes from, we looked at photos and they read the information in the photos and in groups collaboratively made notes about what they were noticing and, and what they wanted to remember. Because they were creating them in groups in the wiki, those notes were stored there in the wiki. The kids were able to access them at any time, no matter who in their group was at school, who was absent, and they could access them from home for studying. So they, they really used them as a collaborative study resource uh, that they had created themselves. They made their own content for the course. Going back to that whole concept that you're talking about, why was it important that they were creating that whole content? Uh, could you repeat that question? You brought up a really valid point about them creating the content. 
So I'd like to go back from a learning point of view, why was it so important from a learning point of view that they were responsible for creating the content as opposed to us giving the content to them? Well, certainly in the sense that they had created it, uh, they understood it far more deeply. They, they had um, used definitely higher order skills. They weren't just listening to it and regurgitating it. They had had to construct their understanding. Because they had gone deeper and constructed their own understanding, it was more meaningful to them. Uh, also, because they had, they had discussed with each other, they had um, managed to really uh, deepen beyond what they would be able to do themselves. And then because they'd written it themselves, it was in language that they related to. It wasn't in language that one of them was wondering what this vocabulary word was or uh, in a phrasing that I might have used instead of their own language. Thank you. That was exactly the answer I was looking for. And um, that, that's the whole thing about all, you, you did, I put you on the spot and you stated it so well. That is the whole point of all these Web2 tools and when we start using them with this, our students and they start using it to create content, because they're having to explain it, they're having to learn it more deeply, reflect on it um, and they just think, um, get so much more out of the information that they're learning about. Does somebody else want to grab the mic and talk about how they're using wikis or why um, it's making such a difference? Well, the students then have an audience. They have each other. It's a peer-to-peer -peer activity that engages them, I think, more deeply. Uh, ex excellent point about the whole audience. I, um, Steve, I hope you're taking notes on this. I should have given that for you to be other tasks to take notes on all these important points that people are bringing up. Um, yeah, this whole concept of audience, and we find the same with blogs, that once you, uh, <laughs> yeah, it might be recorded, but um, remembering that it's recorded is a different thing. Um, this whole concept of, of um, engagement when they're building, working with a, a, a global audience is so huge. We find the exact same thing happens with blogging. Um, it really motivates them, especially if you put that cluster map on there uh, and they see those red dots of people all around the world visiting. Same thing with the wiki. It suddenly inspires them. Somebody else grab the mic and talk about wikis for us and why you're using them. Sorry, Kathy, the um, sound didn't work. Okay, um, to grab the mic, uh, what you do is you do need to check that uh, audio has been set up. It always um, it can be a bit of an issue, and I must remember to do that with the next session. But you know, I'm used to coping with the fact that the audio doesn't work the first time. On the bottom left-hand side, there's a button that says audio. You just press it to click it on and click it to press it off. So I'm going to let go of the mic because uh, we've only got five minutes to, to go through and talk about anything. Um, so we might as well finish up with the discussion. The next session I plan to talk and give some examples of some really great collaborative wiki projects that have worked really well and go through and talk about the whole reasons uh, but next session is two weeks' time, exactly the same time. Yes, I'll be posting it. I'll be sending out the newsletter. But um, 
the next session I'll be giving you examples of some really great collaborative projects and how you go about making sure that collaborative projects work really well. So um, I'm dropping the mic for a second so people can talk. I think that kids today do think differently than I did when I was a kid. They communicate differently. And if we try to continue to engage them using uh, traditional methods that we've used in the past, uh, past, they're just going to disconnect. And so use of wikis and blogs and other technological means are going to be more meaningful to them. It, it communicates the way their brains communicate. Yeah, excellent point. And you know, one of the things I like to say too is we're giving them skills that are going to make them much more effective with their own learning right now and with their uh, learning. Uh, um, it will help them with their careers, whatever career they do. For example, I, I connect up with fish farmers all around the world, so. Um, that, you know, using these tools, it means that I'm more able to do my job better as it does to um, with other people. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link in here for my post about the the wiki series, and there's a huge conversation happening on that post, and I'm going to bring it up again and put it on application sharing to just show you that post because I I want you to go past it if you've got time. Can you click the smiley face if you can see that? And I'm scanning really quickly. Great. So on the post, what I've done is I've written that on the Edgy Blogger to let people know that um, that the first sessions on wikis, and I've asked people to to come past and and you know, share their thoughts and their reasonings behind behind using wikis. And I've used a lot of some of the ideas they're giving, um, but it's also a resource that I'm hoping people will keep building. So I, I'd really appreciate it if you're currently using wikis or um, you come and share your thoughts about wikis. If you're not using wikis and you've got questions you'd like to have answered about wikis, I'd encourage you to come past and say, okay, um, this is what I'd like to know about wikis. So that if I can't cover it in these live sessions, we can at least be addressing them somewhere where you can get the answers. Maybe Steve might like to start off a thread in Classroom 2.0 about it um, to add to the conversation. But I strongly recommend that you come past and read the comments on the post. Uh, because there's lots of links coming through, lots of conversation about you know, the challenges of using wikis and what you need to be doing. I would highlight that you have a very close look to what Mitch is talking about. This is Anne from Australia and she would have to be one of the people that is most involved with using wikis in a, a big, large, global um, sense. And she gives lots of helpful advice and tips. And if you leave questions there, if she's got time, she'll come back and answer them. So you'll see if you scan down there, I've been asking her questions. And then she's been answering them back. Uh, yes, the link is here. So there you go. All you have to do is go past that post and start engaging in the conversation. You can click on the reply and be replying directly to something that somebody's put up there. So I would encourage you to go past that post and if you're using a particular type of wiki, whether it be 
wiki wiki spaces. Um, if you could go past there, and uh, you know, if you're using WikiSpaces or WetPaint or PBWorks or MediaWiki, go past there. Say why you're using them, so other people know why you're choosing one over another. Um, say how differently you're using them. Give a link to your wiki so people can check them out. Um, it's now nine o'clock, and we're the sessions now um, coming towards an end. Um, Steve's putting up a survey, so I'll drop the mic and let him talk. Uh, just remember that you can save all the screens from this session, and um, you just need to go File, Save As. Oh my goodness, I'm getting feedback on how I was or wasn't okay. Um, you can go File, Save As, and you can save it as a PDF. Um, so that you can read the notes on the whiteboard because as somebody pointed out earlier, there's so many people writing on the whiteboard. When you've got 20 people writing on the whiteboard, it's really easy to read the ideas. But when you've got 100 people writing on the whiteboard, it's a lot harder too. So I'm going to drop the mic because I'm quite happy to stay here and um, have the conversation continue. So please start using the mic and talking. So I'm going to grab the mic first, Sue. Okay, everybody, if you see the little clapping hand button below the participants box, that's a way of expressing applause for Sue, which I think she deserves a lot of. Amazing, Sue. Your criticisms and gentle barbs to me aside, what a wonderful evening. I've put up the link to the survey for tonight's show. It's in the chat room. It should also be appearing in your web tour. You can fill it out either in the web tour or in the chat or by clicking on the uh, link in the chat. Thanks so much for being here tonight. Sounds like Sue's going to stick around for a little bit. Um, we'll have to kick you out probably in a half an hour because that will allow the recording to process or maybe Sue wants to leave earlier than that. Okay, thanks everybody for coming. Thanks Sue. Thanks to Illuminate for providing the uh, venue. Thanks to EduBlogs and Classroom 2.0, of course. Uh, very fun to be with you tonight, and I'm going to drop the mic. Thanks, Sue. Uh, sorry, Steve. I, I've got to apologize for uh, having a chuckle, but um, those that uh, you know are very familiar with my work, um, and Carol McCulloch will um, justify it, um, is, is I wouldn't say that virtual classrooms are my, my strong strength, and, and I freely admit to that. So it was it did give me a chuckle when you went with the white because it made me feel a little bit better about my um, virtual classroom skills. And um, so I, I suppose sometimes when I I um, do funny things with blogs, people have a make me that makes them feel better too. So can we all clap, Steve, please? <laughs> Can we all give a clap to Steve, or you get no chocolate? Um, Nancy, I'll put the mic to you if you can use the mic so you can uh, ask that question in audio. Yes, how do you get onto your blog? Hello? So you're asking how do you find the link for my blog? Um, and how do you write a, a comment on it? Is that the question? Or how do you subscribe to it? Or how do you set up a blog? So I made that complicated. Can I get you to just clarify if you just want me to give you the link to um, my blog? Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, okay. How do you subscribe? Um, do you currently use uh, 
Google Reader or anything similar to that. Um, I do have put the link in there, and if you if you're more comfortable with email, if you just go to my blog and um, can I put that up now, Steve? And I'll show them where the email subscription to, is. It? You just have to make sure nobody's currently filling out the um, survey in that actual web tour. So do you want to do it by doing a um, an app share? Uh, yeah, I was going to do an app application share, but if people are still filling out, I'll just leave it for a few minutes while people, uh, and then I'll just take them in a second to where my blog is and show them how to subscribe quickly. But in the meantime, have we got any more questions about it? Because I know there's a whole when we start talking about all this stuff, it can be incredibly overwhelming. Um, so if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed at the moment, um, just uh, you know, feel free to ask some questions here or come past my um, different sites and just ask me privately the questions. So I'm dropping the mic for any questions. Hi, I just didn't catch how you got the PDF download from the whiteboard, sorry. Can you just go over that again please, thanks. Okay, you go at the top and you go File, Save As. And uh, I'm not going to click that because it always seems to slow down my computer. But it's just File, Save As. And it then gives you an option of how you want to save it. So you can save it as a, a PDF or you can save it as a JPEG. And you can uh, choose to um, download all of them or just download a few of them. So um, I wouldn't download all of them because <laughs> I'm going to use a few more of them in the next session because I haven't got through it all. Uh, anybody got any other questions I'd like to ask? So uh, I am here for a few minutes longer and I'm quite happy to answer any questions. It's not often that you get a chance to uh, talk to me and ask some questions uh, with voice. Hi, I just wanted to say this is my first time being on one of these programs and I really have enjoyed your tutorial and I have never worked with a wiki, but I'm very interested in it now that I've seen what it is and I'm hoping that I can be able to use it and I appreciate what you've done. Um, thanks, I'm glad, glad that helped. We, we certainly, uh, next week I'll probably be focused, uh, not next week, two weeks time I'll be probably just showing you some more examples of um, some really great collaborative projects so that you can see, put it into context, but there's certainly the week after, uh, two weeks after that, I'll be showing you, uh, we'll be going into wikis and editing them and um, showing you how to do all that sort of stuff. So that's going to be real hands-on, um, could be very challenging with 100 people, so that, that will be great because we'll get um, the experienced people um, working with the less experienced people. I guess I have one more question. Um, how do you get uh, teachers, peers, colleagues interested in using Web2 tools when they haven't really begun? It, that's always the, the big question. Um, and it, it is hard. Wikis is definitely a great way to go about it. Um, because there's, there's something about a wiki when, when you show a wiki to somebody that's not necessarily engaged in the whole concept of being on the web, that they can straight away see that they can set up their own website. So a common way we will do it is to um, think, put it around the other way. Instead of thinking about getting them to use it maybe with their students, seeing if they've got a hobby or interest. 
So, for example, they might have a, a website they want to set up for one of their sporting teams. So they like that idea. Or um, Carol McCulloch, I'm sure, has put her hand up because she's just going to say how you could use it for um, digital storytelling. Um, we, it's amazing how if you turn it back to an interest that interests them that sometimes you get a better result from it. But I'm going to drop the mic and let other people talk about other ways of getting people involved in one to use it. Hi, I was just listening to that question and I've um, given you a link to one of the wiki sites that I use to help teachers um, learn in a, an easy step-by-step -step method and that's the eMentoringRecPaint.com and uh, in there you'll see the ideas that I'm growing now for the new group that I'm mentoring this year and I'm actually taking them on a bit of a journey so I prepare the pages in the wiki to give them tasks to do in an easy time frame. So whoever that was, I think it was Jane asking the questions about how do you get people enthusiastic, you need to be the champion. And so if you start off with your wiki and then invite them in, they will see the potentials for themselves. Um, this is a common question that we get asked in the Friday session. So. Um, I'm going to go through and just answer a lot of the concepts that we talk about in that session. What you have to remember with the adoption of, of um, Web2 technology and using all these things with students is um, we're talking about people, there's two concepts we need to, well there's a few. Um, we need to remember that what we're asking people to do is change, so change how they do things. Change has a big impact on, on people. Some people will love the idea of change and will freely jump into it and other people hate it and um, so people go through this whole cycle of emotions with when you ask people to change. So some people have um, automatic response, whether it be teachers or students, will always be that um, they don't want to change. Um, and they'll go, this is crap, I don't want to do that. So you have to, be, you have to understand some of the principles of change management to appreciate why um, people are going to be reluctant to want to do what you're trying to do. The other thing you have to appreciate is that we are talking large-scale change. When we're trying to get this adopted within an organisation, um, it's not going to happen overnight. We need to take a, a long-term view. We're not talking about asking people to make a, a small change in their practice. We're asking from an organisational point to make a large change. That sort of change is, is really, you need to be looking at the five to ten year mark and, and building into your programs things that gradually build that up. As Carol says, you need to be a champion, you need to be modelling it, you need to be encouraging it and you need to be aware of how long it takes. The other important thing I like to always point out is the Rogers um, innovation adoption curve because it also tells you, reminds you of the fact that um, where people, that you can break up uh, your staff into different types of groups and um, Steve if I can drop the, I can just drop the quiz now can't I, can you click on the smiley face if we can drop the quiz, great, okay let me just show you the Rogers in adoption, innovation adoption curve because that usually starts putting everything, see you Carol, puts everything into concepts. Oh, I shouldn't have shown you my email though from work. <laughs> um, but you'll all have a laugh at that. My boss is telling me I've been working too hard lately. 
can you click on the smiley face if you can all see that? And hopefully you didn't see the email <laughs> from my boss. Um, okay, this is my whole, on my um, PLM website, I've also got a whole section on um, embedding change and making e-learning happening. And I've also got a picture of the Rogers innovation adoption, innovation adoption curve. And that makes me cope with how people react a lot better and I suggest you really read through and understand that whole concept but basically what it says is that we can uh, we can put people into, yes I'll put up my link, it's on my um, site, but what it says is that if in any population you can break them up into uh, categories. So you have people that are innovators, that uh, will quickly like the idea of the technology that you're trying to do and they will be the easiest people to convince. You'll just have to show them and they'll start using it. Then you've got the early adopters and let me just scroll down the page. So these four categories are the innovators, the early adopters, the early majority, the late majority and the laggards. And, and this is important to know because what strategies you're going to need to put in place are determined by the fact that um, what category they belong to. So it's much easier to convince somebody that's an innovator or an early adopter to start using technology than a laggard. So um, I'm trying to find the picture. I have brought it broken up somewhere. But basically the innovators and the early adopters are will pick it up really quickly and simply. The laggards are the last people you want to target. Those are the people that sit there and go, this is a load of rubbish and it's never going to happen and uh, it's never going to work. Um, they're the last people that will uptake and use. So generally you focus on the innovators and the early adopters but and you need to read the page but it then goes on to explain that um, if you're going to make it happen within an organisation, you need to look at the early majority and the late majority and what, how they buy in and um, how much level of support you need depends on what category they belong to. And that's a really central introduction and that would probably, to, to explain all those principles would probably take at least a full session on that, um, which I probably should do because people are always asking me about how do you get people to uptake the use of technology with students. And how, and how they um, get um, the other educators to uptake it. So I'm going to drop the mic and if anyone else has got any more questions, um, you can grab the mic and ask them away. Hi, um, this is Judy and I have a question in regards to wikis in Moodle, if anybody's had any experience with that within a Moodle course. Uh, so you're talking about um, how Moodle has wikis inbuilt into it, is that the question? So Judy, can I just get you to clarify that you're talking about how um, Moodles have an inbuilt wiki facility and can you pick up the mic and confirm that? Yes, that's correct. Um, no, I don't 
myself have experience um, with it, but I do have some personal biased opinions. So um, I'd love to hear other people talk about um, why they're for or against um, having social software like that within a, a learning management system. So can somebody pick up the mic and talk about that? Looks like everybody's uh, too shy to talk about that. Come on, there must be some chocolate. Does anybody want to talk about wikis inside a Moodle platform as opposed to uh, wikis um, on the open web? Okay, that's not working. Uh, look, there's pros and cons to it, and um, it's probably there's we've got a few. Um, uh, I, I have been talking with um, Moodle man Julian to about doing some series on um, using Moodle. So it's probably better if I get Moodle to come back and discuss that question about it um, rather than uh, in talking about it. I mean, my personal opinion is that you know you use one for one thing and another for another thing. Um, but you know that's a conversation that we could have on the blog. So um, any other questions? And I'm apologise for not really answering it very well. But I think I'd rather let the um, get the Moodle guys in and talk, get them to fully explain um, how you use wikis inside of Moodle. There's some question maybe for the next time that we could cover or have some discussion about. Uh, whether we need parent permissions. Um, also, my particular question is um, um, struggling with you know having created a wiki and really kind of organizing it so that the participants do post their questions or problems that they're having, so that I, as one of the moderators, can get them to help more in a more timely way. Okay. Um that sounds really good. Can I, because I'd be really keen to have a look at how you're using your wiki. Could you, would you be able to drop past my post on the Edgy Blogger and just um, write those two things in there to remind me about parent permission and also about um, how you're using the, the wiki so that we can check it out and have a look at it. On Edgy Blogger? Yeah, on that post that I link I gave you on the Edgy Blogger where, where it said Classroom 2.0 series, if you can add it in there, um, it, we might find that people start uh, answering that question. It's just the same as if um, anybody that had a question about Moodle and wikis, if you can put put your link in there. Um, so we can get the discussion going because I, I generally find that um, we can't always cover everything enough in um, these sort of sessions but we can keep the conversation happening on the blog post um, and get a lot of the answers that way as well. So anybody got any other questions before we leave? Um, that's a question to put back to Joe. Certainly on my um, blog. I, I'm, I'm running it and getting conversation happening, but you know, if Steve wants to set up something in Classroom 2.0 to continue the discussion there as well, that'd be excellent. Um, any last questions? Yes. I'd like to know how the wiki could be used to foster collaboration in the curriculum.
Um, okay, well, I certainly we're going to in the next session look a lot closer at how um, people are using wikis to collaborate on um, different units and subjects. So hopefully that will cover it. But have you got specific questions about um, the curriculum, or have you got an example where you're currently using it? So we can have a check and see see what you're doing it and give some ideas. Um, in terms of the, um, thanks for your feedback, I'm just looking, uh, thanks for your feedback about the sessions. If you can drop past, once again drop past that post on the EduBlogger and just note in any sessions that you really would like us to cover, that would be helpful as well because if I have it all on one location um, on, on my blog it sort of reminds me because if you notice uh, with um, my blog I do comment back on to um, my readers and it, it reminds me of what all my to-do list. So have we got any final last questions? Uh, where will this discussion continue? Well, that, you know, look, it, this is web two. You know, it's I would encourage people to um, continue the discussion where they want to. You know, um, I think Steve's setting up a, an area in Classroom 2.0. No, it's, it's you know, for those that you know, I, I would like the conversation, um, a lot of the conversation, obviously, to um, happen on my post. Just for the sheer reason of, of t from my time issue, it's much easier for me to have it there. However, you know, if Steve sets up a conversation happening in Classroom 2.0, I'm quite happy to be there. If people want to write some blog posts about, um, you know, using wikis and linking to my posts, um, that would be excellent as well. Because or, or these series, because that means that I can come across. As long as they ping back my post, it means I can come across and. Um, be, be interacting with those posts. Um, so I'd encourage people to be posting about it and, and whatever they can. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe this. I will put it up again, but that's okay. Not a problem. Uh, there you go. That's the part, post about the beginners series. Um, but you can come past any of my posts on the EduBlogger and ask me anything. Um, you'll notice that uh, we have a lot of interaction. In fact, I never get enough time to post because I'm too busy interacting with people writing comments. So, um, last, any last questions? Um, Steve, do you want to talk to them about the beginners group you've just set up? No, it's a brilliant idea. I'm not only setting it up, hoping that it will get used for this web series, but I'm also going to link directly to it in the welcome message for Classroom 2.0 and on that front page. We should have done this a year ago. So that made the whole night, it added icing to the cake. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and, and it'll be um, good to see the conversation happening um, in there as well. And you know, hopefully, um, people uh, will start sharing their thoughts on you know the subjects they want covered as well. You know, um, and uh, you know the different ideas. But I do be encouraging people to you know just where, wherever they want to be having the conversation, as we do in the Web2 world, um, have it wherever. Just make sure that they are letting us know they're having the conversation, so we can all be part of that conversation. Shall we turn the recording off now, Steve? Sure. So the way this works is the recording won't process until everybody gets out of the room. So this is when we kick you out of the pool. So if you're done asking questions, you're certainly welcome to stay. Or if she wants to stay, you can. But 
If you are done, we'll ask you to go ahead and file, exit, or just close this window. If there are no questions, and Sue and I feel like it's the moment, we'll just actually highlight everybody and remove you from the room, and then the recording will process.